Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. Happy New Year and welcome to Transition Radio, brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. Today we're going to be talking about a new you in the new year, the pros and cons of resolutions and why they usually don't work. And our guest, Yvonne Larson, the Vitality Vixen, will be talking about how you can have more vitality and greater enthusiasm in the new year. Hey, hey Ken. Hey, Paula. <laughs> it's so good to be back here. 2018. Can you believe this? God, how did it happen? <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but uh, I'm so feeling a, a year uh, more vital, uh, more awake, more alert, alive. Mm. I feel energy just flowing through me this year. How about you? Oh, yeah. Well, I think the new year always puts us in a new place, right? New hope, new ideas, new goals, new dreams. And, and it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. It, it is a good thing. You know, today's a day that, you know, we can really set our intention, right? Mm-hmm. To take our business and our lives to new heights and, you know, really change the way that we've kind of shown up in the past. And, yes. you know, it, that, that reminds me, you know, the headlines that you gave everybody was why resolutions don't usually work. Mm-hmm. Let's get into that a little bit, because oh, I yeah. think this is important at the beginning of the year. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, we said we were going to talk about the pros and cons. So on the pro side, I will say it is a goal. A resolution is sort of a goal. And some people really like to set goals and strive for them. But what I see is the problem with resolutions is their goals that are based on something negative. Usually you base your negative, your your resolution on where you failed last year. You didn't do anything as well as you wanted to, or maybe you didn't lose that 50 pounds. Maybe you didn't take your business to, you know, a seven-figure level. And now you set a resolution that you're going to lose that 50 pounds or take your business to that level. And sometimes... First of all, you shroud that, it's shrouded in negativity because it's based on what you didn't do. And sometimes we set it too big Mm. and it's unattainable. I think that's absolutely right. And I think there's some other pieces why resolutions may not work. Mm. Uh, First of all, I think you have to have a very clear, strong intention as to what that resolution will be. So, It's a goal, a resolution, an intention, whatever you're going to call that, you want to make sure that you have some energy behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is uh, is, uh, write write them out in the first person. I am losing 10 pounds or more by January 31st, Mm -hmm. 2018, right? My next step is I would ask, why am I doing that, right? Why is this important? What's the purpose behind it? Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to... I want to feel healthier. I want to. I want to feel good about myself. I mm-hmm. want to maybe uh, uh, last a little longer. Maybe I want to stay healthy this year. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so get in touch with that purpose. Mm-hmm. And I believe the next step then is asking, what are you willing to give or give up 
to accomplish that goal. Mm, okay, so are you willing to give up uh, some, uh, you know, some ice cream maybe in this case? <laughs> are you willing to give up um, some uh, uh, eating in the in the afternoon or in the evening? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to decide what you want to give or give up. And then I think the next step is for you to get clear on what are the three most important steps that you can take every day to start to accomplish that goal. And lastly, I think at the end of the day, just ask yourself, what worked for me, what didn't work, and where can I improve tomorrow? Mm -hmm. If you follow that little formula, I think you'll have a lot better uh, uh, success rate at achieving that resolution. You know, I, I couldn't agree more, but here's an interesting little piece, Ken. The neuroscience research tells us that when you're conscious and your subconscious goals aren't in alignment, the conscious goals are worthless. So we all set our resolutions with our conscious mind, and that's only 5% of our mind functioning. 95% is the subconscious, and the subconscious could be holding a belief that is contrary to your goal. So for example... If your goal is, I'm going to double my income in this year, but your subconscious is holding a belief, I will always have to struggle, or I don't deserve to be wealthy and comfortable. That means that your subconscious, which is way more powerful than your conscious, is going to be attracting experiences in which you struggle. And get a load of this. Every time you have one of those experiences where you're struggling, even though it's contrary to the conscious goal, your brain delivers a dose of dopamine, an upper to the the or to itself, right? So it's a reinforcement to have more of that experience because when the brain delivers dopamine to the pleasure center, the message is let's have this experience again. This is a kind of pleasure. Isn't that crazy? That is amazing. That's amazing. So let me give you a couple tips on how to reprogram your thinking, reprogram the subconscious mind right. so that you can have the uh, accomplish the resolution that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So my suggestion is this. in uh, uh, Create a habit of when you wake up in the morning, first thing you want to do is you want to start to program your mind for success. So I would, I would write down a few affirmations, um, beliefs that you, uh, an affirmation really is just a, a, a belief uh, that you really want to hold in consciousness and you want to um, have it permeate not only the subconscious mind, but I believe the superconscious mind mm-hmm. uh, going deep into your consciousness so that you can bring this into the world. So an affirmation might be, I am, I am deserving of wealth. I, I'm, it, wealth comes to me easily and quickly. Mm-hmm. I love creating wealth, right? So you'll say these in the morning. And the way I uh, teach people to use affirmations is I tell them to say them out loud three times, whisper them three times, mm-hmm. and then mentally chant them three times until you feel a sense of peace. That sense of peace is you know that has been that has been planted, and there's no conflict between the conscious and subconscious mm-hmm. mind. It's been planted in <clears throat> consciousness. Do this morning and night, and you will see new results in your life. So, one other piece I would add to that, just in case the subconscious is still not on board, because sometimes those limiting beliefs need to we need to figure out what they are and clear them 
This is something I do with clients all the time. And, and if any of our listeners are interested in finding out more about that from me, they can contact me through our website, Paula at transitionradioshow.com. But the other thing I was going to say, and this is something you and I have discussed before, sometimes when the subconscious isn't on board, rather than say an affirmation and have it argue with us, if we put it in the form of a question, like, why am I getting wealthier every day? Or why am I looking younger every day? Why is it that my relationships flow so easily Now the subconscious goes to work trying to find the answers to that so it's no longer in opposition to what the conscious is wanting and thinking. And, of course, that's right up my track. As you know, know. I wrote that book that's uh, sitting right here, Mm -hmm. Ask and You Will Succeed, Mm -hmm. and it is 1,001 Extraordinary Questions to Create Life-Changing Results. And they can get that on my website at kendfoster.com. Dot com. That's KenDFoster.com. Go there and uh, look around. There's a lot of resources there that you can uh, use to take your life to another level. And if you want to have a coaching session with me, you can also sign up for it on that site. Perfect. So I think another thing that's awfully helpful in the new year is rather than um, setting these really extreme goals about change, If we just stay, if we look at what's working, what did we do well last year? What a concept, right? To not just look at where (laughs) we failed, but what did we do well? And let's expand on that. You know, let's build on our strengths. I love the idea of being present to what's happening, but then if things don't go well, rather than a resolution, how about a reset or a course correction? In the moment, being open to making a change rather than setting this impossible path that's really hard to walk. Absolutely. And and I want you to hold in consciousness one thought. You're unstoppable. You are unstoppable because I tell you what, anytime a, uh, you set a uh, resolution or intention, you know what happens for all of us. There's obstacles that get in our way. You know, mm-hmm. we might be climbing the mountain and all of a sudden we fall down the cliff <laughs> and we right? break our leg <laughs> and we got to get back up. We patch up the leg and get back up the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I like what you said, Paula. You know, less is more here, right? We want to not set a whole bunch of goals. We want to take one or two really important mm-hmm. goals, you know, and here's, here's what I found too. You might ask yourself the question, what one goal or one one resolution that I can do that will open my life up like it has never been opened before, mm-hmm. okay? One resolution. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times there's a little string that's attached to all of our, all of our challenges. Mm-hmm. And when you pull that string, a lot of other challenges collapse. Right. And you can access that through that question. So what's the one goal that we can uh, do that would really take our life to a completely new level when you can answer that? You focus on that, and a lot of other things will fall in place. And here's a concept. This just came to me in the moment when I heard you say that. What about setting a resolution that will increase your fun and your joy in your life? We never do that. We always punish ourselves with our resolutions. How about a resolution that you get a massage once a week or once a month, or that you you walk on the beach more often, or that you just do something that gives you more joy. What well, about that? I, I love that. In fact, um, you know, if you're having a hard time keeping your resolution, like you get into day five and you go, oh, I just don't want to do that. 
Um, maybe you get pain, a little pain or pleasure. You know, some people learn with pain. Some people learn with pleasure. And set up a win for yourself, you know? Yeah. You know, and on the pleasure side, like you just said, you know, if you accomplish three steps towards your goal, go get a massage. Go walk on the beach. Go have some fun. Absolutely. Right? Now, if you're one that learns from pain, then great. Um, you know, go contribute $500 to your local charity if you don't give it, okay? If you don't get, hit your resolution. Yeah, so your, your pain is someone's gain. <laughs> your pain is their gain. I love that. So, and on alrighty. that note, we'll be right back after this break. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio, where we have our first guest of the year. We have Yvonne Larson. She's also known as the Vitality Vixen for her courageous curiosity, enthusiasm, and charisma. Paula, you want to do the honors? And her refreshingly unconventional, unpredictable, playful style. <laughs> we are looking forward to some unconventional, unpredictable stuff You're today, Vaughn. <laughs> oh, and in alignment with what we've been talking about, Yvonne is on a mission to help you transition out of 2017 into the most powerful way. And she strongly believes that New Year's resolutions are destroying your life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And she's going to talk today about <clears throat> giving yourself the gift of loving your optimal life and never making another New Year's resolution again. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Well, listen, welcome, I, I got <laughs> I got to ask you this, okay? Because we just got through Christmas, right, mm-hmm. with Donner and Cupid and Rudolph. Now, where did the Vitality Vixen... <laughs> Come from? How'd you oh, come yeah, up with that? That's hilarious. I did not come up with it actually, and I didn't embrace it initially. Right. But someone that both of you know actually did come up with it. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> as I was going through my training to start my own podcast, I'm going to be launching my own called The Voice of Vitality Radio. I was Ooh, working with beautiful Steve Olsher. Okay. <laughs> so, we're on a mastermind call, and he's helping all of us condense what it is that we do into a few words and really mm-hmm. boil it down. And I've been known as the network expert for a lot of years. And I thought, well, everything that I'm trying to help entrepreneurs with really will increase their vitality. So vitality expert. No. Steve blurts out vitality vixen. Mm. Uh, I'm like, no. No, 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 no. no. I'm not a vixen. I'm not a vixen. (laughs) And uh, what was really hilarious is everybody on the call is like, chatting it up and yes, 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 yes. And yeah. I was like, I'll try it on. So I'm a couple weeks later in a conference of 150 people about to do a title test. I say my name, I'm about to say my, t- and I say Vitality Vixen. I don't even get the title out and it's a sea of green flags like waving. So I said, okay, I'll embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I have a secret. 
I've been like Mae West like three or four times for like Halloween. So I think there is a vixen in there. Oh, <laughs> I think there's a vixen. That's it. Mae, victory. <laughs> so she channeled herself he right through it. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, he, he's really good he's at it. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting. When um, our, our show director first told me about you, she said, Oh, I've got a great person for you guys. She's the Vitality Vixen. Yeah. She didn't even say your name first. So it fits. <laughs> See, it, it does. Fits. It works. Yeah. yeah. Super playful. That's good. So I how do it. we get more vitality in 2018? Yeah, I, mean, I think the biggest thing people complain about is I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't have any energy. So yes. tell yes. us, how do you change that? Well, um, I actually have, I had a little something I was going to infuse at the very, very end. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of an infusion between um, yoga nidra. Do you guys know what that is? I don't. So (laughs) it doesn't require any physical movement, actually. Mm. So it's uh, taking your consciousness through each body part. Mm -hmm. And so you just lay very still and it's to align, you know, we're usually like little Futurama people, like Mm -hmm. living up above the shoulders. And this actually gets you in alignment with the rest of your body. So um, I've been doing that for years, but I actually have like my own invention. So I have, it's called the jive technique, (laughs) J-I-V-E. So joy, uh, joy, inspiration, vitality, and energy. So when you're doing yoga nidra, you would say right thumb, first finger, second finger, third finger. Mm. So how I do it is I actually think and feel those, those words, Mm. joy, inspiration, vitality, and energy. As I think of my right thumb, I think it and I Mm. feel it. So by the time I'm done with my entire body, I'm supercharged. Wow. (laughs) I I think that should be like a little audio or a CD or something so I can sit down and just listen to it. And do each body part with that consciousness going into it. So you're you're saying, just so I'm clear, Mm -hmm. you like call on your thumb and then you go joy, inspiration, vitality, energy. Then you move to the next Mm -hmm. finger or Mm -hmm. whatever body parts next. And typically I would go a lot faster. So it's like you're you're you can think things a lot faster than you can say them. Mm -hmm. So just like I just think those four things. So it can take about 22 minutes to do the whole practice. I I think I I would add something to that. I would visualize the energy coming right into each body part. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. Okay. Exactly. I'm thinking of joy. Like what does joy feel like? What is inspiration? You're feeling So my whole body is full of joy, inspiration, vitality, and energy. Mm -hmm. So how do you help bring more vitality to solopreneurs? (sighs) And why are you focusing on them? So I know as one that (laughs) we're the tiredest people out there probably. Yeah. Well, you know, we're in in America. We are totally overworked and overwhelmed with, you know, our life. Mm -hmm. And so all of us can use more vitality. Mm -hmm. But having been an entrepreneur for 20 years, Mm -hmm. what I've attracted into my private practice are other solopreneurs. And I've actually noticed from my clients a a pattern that I actually have myself. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) I am hyper-driven. I'm an overachiever. I set goals that are like ridiculous. And then right (laughs) when I'm about to achieve it, Mm -hmm. I raise the bar. So I never actually get to experience what it feels like to have fulfillment and satisfaction. Mm. And so, you know... (laughs) You think, oh, goals are so great, but this is actually where they become, I say, fatal. The whole reason why I'm, you know, doing this anti-New Year's resolution thing. I started to have friends, loved ones, um, lose the battle with uh, suicide. 
Mm. <laughs> That's hard. And That's um, really hard. and so these were people who were really intelligent, um, highly trained, skilled, great mindset, skill set. Like they had all the tools. And I'm thinking to myself, how is this even possible that someone can, you know, go this route? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I got the answer. <laughs> I actually found myself in that same space. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I found myself in this space. Like I couldn't access my playfulness, my optimism, any of my tools, like all of my education. You know, this is not uncommon. I was yeah. just sitting with a friend of mine at lunch uh, two days ago, and he went through a period like that for several months. And this is a guy that's been optimistic, a leader, a joyful guy. I've known mm-hmm. him all my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went through it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, if my friend Joe can go through it, anybody can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How did you yeah, find so your way out of that? How did you that? find your way out? Well, it was not a dark night of the soul. It was mm-hmm. like a long, treacherous road, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, you know, really thank God that I did find my way out. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I found my way out, I realized, you know, this is like I call it like the solopreneur uh, suicide cycle. Like it has to stop. And I decided that I would be the one to do it. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that is really healing is music. Right, absolutely, and I'm a singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, no We're tying in that whole voice of vitality so thing. <laughs> so I actually wrote a song that like took me, you know, to it. It goes through like the depths of desperation to the solution mm-hmm. and offers up hope. And you know, so like I know during the holiday season, like if you're in one of those spaces, it mm-hmm. like really gets magnified. Oh yes. So. Um, I'm actually prepared to sing it. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I'm actually going to shorten it up. Like, I'm not going to repeat the chorus and stuff like that. But I know that if someone is out there and needs to hear this, like, it'll give them hope. Oh, that's so that's beautiful. good because this show is all about hope. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's. Now we only have about three minutes in this we segment. Is that well, enough? Totally, right. totally. Here we go. <clears throat> all right. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> And now I just forgot the lyrics. I got it. I got it. Okay. <clears throat> Feeling so all alone. And I'm out of control. Like I'm out at the ocean. And I'm sinking fast. Feels like I'm ready to go. I can't let anyone know. That it would be so easy. To just go under where was the point that i lost myself how did it come to this something's missing something's missing i don't even recognize myself no more how can i find the strength to face my fears and go back to the love of my family The support of my friends, back to the place where I belong, the joy of my passion, the rich experiences, and the values that keep me strong. Can I conquer the madness, disappointment, and sadness? Fill this deep hole inside me. Will this pain ever end? When will I learn to let go so that I can be whole? Ride the waves of forgiveness back home to me. 
Grace is the place that I'll find myself Now that I've come to this I see nothing's missing, nothing's missing And I finally recognize myself once more Now that I have the strength I face my fears Chorus <laughs> uh, So if something's missing And you're about to go under Gotta find the strength to face your fears and call on me. With faith and courage, you'll come back home. When you ride the waves of forgiveness, you're gonna be set free. And then the chorus again. <laughs> that's oh my really, really beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. That's wow. not recorded, so got, that's like, got, I saw that. You got that. Paula crying. <laughs> it's like, you're okay. going to make me cry. <laughs> so we yeah, will both. be right back with yeah. Yvonne Larson, and we're talking about how to change your mindset and mm-hmm. have a vitality-based new year. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Baby boomers, are you prepared? In a recent study from Transamerica, 45% of baby boomers are expecting a financial decrease in their standard of living after retirement. If you live into your 90s, you can go without a paycheck for 30 years. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton from Sexton Advisor Group. With almost 20 years in the business, I can answer your retirement questions. Get your complimentary retirement guide by calling 1-800-560-2611. That's 1-800-560-2611. Or go to sextonadvisorygroup.com. That's S-E-X-T-O-N advisorgroup.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back to Transition Radio, and happy 2018. Our guest today is Yvonne Larson, and Paula and I have just uh, gone through an emotional mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> feeling uh, oh as Lord. Yvonne Experience. just, uh, yeah, wasn't that beautiful, just sang oh. this beautiful song. So Yvonne, um, let's talk a little bit more about that song and okay. how that you used that music you said to transform mm-hmm. from this dark place to this light place that you are now. Mm-hmm. And were there other tools that you used as well? And, and is that what you incorporate in your work with entrepreneurs? Yes, now? for sure. So like um, I've been a massage therapist for 20 years and I've been coaching and mentoring for 17. And my background is with emotional body work. Mm. So when I say that, like you can have all the tools and education, all this kind of stuff, like even if you have all of those things, you don't always have access to it. Um, so as I am like creating this way to serve, you know, more people than just one person on the massage table at a time, mm-hmm. I have created talks to address some really 
intense topics. You know, another topic that I have is when it's broke, don't broadcast it. (laughs) How to get your, um, Mm -hmm. that is not mine. (laughs) Okay. Um, when it's broke, don't broadcast Mm -hmm. it. How to get your needs met without family, friends, or Facebook. Uh So quite honestly, this particular song is supposed to go with that talk. Um, so it's talking about isolation and I, you know, people like Robin Williams, like I feel like Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, we typically, we have it in our mind what it is that we're going to go for. And we like, we rapidly get to the top of the ladder of success. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we discover that it was leaned up against the wrong building. You've heard this analogy before, Mm -hmm. but the ego won't let us like, oh my gosh, like everybody saw how much I like had to go through to get here. Right. And it's like, I can't tell anyone. So like on the outside, everyone thinks that everything is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going through personally. Like I was in the process of building a resource to help massage therapists um, called the Massage Business Academy. And on the outside, everyone thought, wow, she is killing it. Mm-hmm. She's and, got it all together. Yeah. Life is good for her. Yeah. Gosh, I wish we, I had what she had. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people looking up to you and then yep. it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And, and knowing better, like I know better, like I, I know how to eat right, sleep right, you know, get lots of massages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was burning candles, not at both ends. Like I had wicks stuck in every spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I had to like look at what I've been doing for my clients and mm-hmm. like actually utilize those tools myself. And most of that was like actually being courageous enough, like how can I find the strength to face the fear, to actually mm-hmm. go talk to someone and let them know it's not okay. I'm not okay. Like this, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm having these thoughts. I'm embarrassed to, to say that with all of this like training and, and tools that like I'm like hopeless and desperate. Isn't the, isn't the ego amazing? Yeah. Because, you know, here we are, a very intelligent, smart lady that, you know, has created a lot of wealth in her life and yet – you know, she's looking at at this this uh, this it's one this one little goal, right? Mm-hmm. That boy, you know, I put everything into it, and now it's not working out. Now I've somehow this is about me. Yeah. What you yeah. know, it, you made it all personal, <laughs> right? All about yeah, me. Not. All yeah. about me. Dot com. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and because of that, all of a sudden you're feeling worthless you're feeling like a failure you're feeling like yeah you're you're backed into a corner of failure that you can't reconcile with and you're living in an illusion that's preventing you from seeing how extraordinary you are how extraordinary your results are Mm -hmm. how amazing your life is like you know not that we're like it's it's not a good thing to get into comparing but like we when you're always like moving the bar, like you never let yourself experience accomplishment. Yes. I think that's such an important And that's point. when it becomes, like I said, goals mm. become fatal. And I love really what you're saying that it takes courage to be authentic. Ugh, but yeah. if we aren't being authentic, no matter what we're doing on the outside, what mm-hmm. we're accomplishing, we mm-hmm. can't find true joy, can we? No, mm. no. That's a huge so, piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really important, uh, you know, with the, the goals can become fatal, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. How do they become fatal? I mean, let's, let you know, because a lot of people set New Year's resolutions today. This mm-hmm. is the day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how can that become fatal for a person? Well, okay, so to me it's, gla- you know, because I've been through it. You've been through it, <laughs> it's but it's glaringly, not glaring to our listeners. So yeah, let's, it's let's, glaringly yeah. obvious to me. Yeah. You know, even if you look at statistics, like 92% of these resolutions fail every single year. So why do people keep on doing it? 
because we want our life to be better. Right. So that something is wrong with your life. Yes. And right. so what people aren't dealing with is actually creating the foundation so that what they have as a life is congruent with what it is that they're mm-hmm. committed to. And, you know, sometimes there's a saying about the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But I have an add-on that says nothing's stopping it from rolling down the hill to a better location. (laughs) 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 Okay. I love that. So, so yes, you were absolutely born into this Mm -hmm. world with, you know, a set of, like, beliefs and stuff like that from your family, your, Mm -hmm. you know, social circles and stuff like that. But you actually have the ability to like look at what your core beliefs are and you have the opportunity to choose to create Mm -hmm. something different. Mm -hmm. And I think that either people don't realize how much is actually in their hands with that. Mm -hmm. And they, they think of core values as kind of like a nice set of beliefs, but Mm -hmm. it's actually more like um, source code is to computer. Like it's like, right. It, runs you. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't being responsible for how your core values are distinguished, Mm -hmm. then like all this other stuff, you're just like building stuff that doesn't, it's not even in alignment with what you want. And, and those things can be on that subconscious level, which is far more powerful than what your conscious mind thinks. And that's why they're fatal because it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't even know that the the negative programming, the limiting beliefs, it's reinforcing your limiting beliefs. So what I love what you said earlier was about foundation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I, we talked about this in uh, the first segment, you know, where the, the subconscious mind is really 95% of our programming and the conscious Mm -hmm. mind is five. So if Mm -hmm. you're setting a goal Mm -hmm. and you're not paying attention to the subconscious Mm -hmm. mind, you're probably going to fail, which is mm-hmm. why you just said, how many, 98% of whatever? 92. 92. It's percent. improved. It used to it's be 98. Improved. Oh, was it? Okay, it's improved. <laughs> We're because people charts. are starting to understand to work on the subconscious mind more. Mm-hmm. So what is the foundation then? Let's talk about the foundation mm-hmm. from your point of view. So, um, so I'm saying that the foundation is actually looking at your core values. So if you... <laughs> um, I was thinking of... Well, let's say I value, I value wealth. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Not really sure where to go with that one. Okay. Well, how about if I value relationships? Okay. How about yeah. family? Family. Yeah. Um, back up and ask the question. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, well, I'm. I'm just. We're talking about foundation. So you said the foundation is based on our core values. Mm-hmm. So we have to lay it. Make sure we're in congruence. Is what I'm hearing from mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. with our core values. Mm-hmm. What are the things can we do to build the foundation? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we can start to manifest our dreams. Okay. So I, I'm going to put this into like one thing that I, another thing that I like to talk about, and that's inspiration versus motivation. So inspiration like comes from within mm-hmm. and it like drives you to do things like you're just, it's effortless. Um, motivation is when like you're not congruent mm-hmm. and you're actually having to seek outside forces right. to get you into action to make you do stuff. Mm-hmm. So creating this foundation is actually like, you know, wealth, Mm -hmm. family relationships. Um, So looking at what is it that you value about those things and what are the activities that are in your life that are having that, you know, provide value for you. So, you know, are you like trying to go towards something or are you trying to go away from something and like kind of basing what it is that you are creating inside of like all of this introspection Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
So you found a solution and created a system to break <laughs> yes. the vicious, painful yes, cycle. Yes, So I, um, <clears throat> let's see here. It's super simple because it's, I call it, um, <laughs> Just, I have it right here. So I call, oh good, I call and it calibrate your compass, mm-hmm. um, chart your, uh, choose your adventure and chart your destination. <coughs> so with the resolutions, that's like step three. The reason why resolutions don't work is because they're skipping step one and step uh-huh. two. So give us this step one and two yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah. Say step them one. again. <laughs> step one. So the first one is calibrate your compass. Okay. So, what does that mean? So that means that is you taking the time to be introspective and actually ah. distinguish what your core values are. Mm-hmm. The ones that like you actually want to keep, right? right? Not the ones that just were passed down to you, but the mm-hmm. ones you actually that resonate that are with you. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is choose your adventure. So, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a, we kind of live in a zombie world. Right. <laughs> Wake yeah. up, work, go to bed, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us aren't actually being, being responsible for rolling down the hill to a new location, right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Not choosing where it is that we actually want to be. Uh-huh. And we're try- we're skipping all of that and we're going straight to like being in motivation and, and mm-hmm. strategizing and trying to like fix something without doing the preliminary Great work point. to create the life you yes. really want. So if people want to learn more about this, Yvonne, mm-hmm. maybe want to work with you, mm-hmm. and I know you also have a gift you want to tell them about, yes. so tell us more. Yes. How do we find God. you and what are you offering? Yes, I would love, today? love, love, love people to get into communication with me. Um, <clears throat> you can go to gift me life. that's G-I-F-T-M-E dot L-I-F-E, gift giftme.life. I got Yes. It. Okay. And so, you know, since uh, I've, I have it much, uh, the system much more lined out on mm-hmm. an infograph. So it's like a one page consumable, like, so it's called, I call it the, um, the, the revolutionary anti-resolution system. I love that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well delivered. So too. that, so that for once and for all, you can put those pesky resolutions behind you where they belong and um, you can actually create things the way that you want to. So when you um, get this infograph, you also have the opportunity to um, get my top five uh, secret superpowers. Tap into my secret superpowers to have a five-day challenge to, to put that resolution behind you permanently. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, when we were in right. the break, uh, we were talking, too, and I was saying, you know, some people are going to want to get that song. And I know mm-hmm. you said it's mm-hmm. not recorded yet, but mm-hmm. we can get the song there at Gift Me. Dot life would be available in a couple months? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Soon, soon. All right. <laughs> I think people are going to be wanting a lot more yes. of Yvonne Larson. Yes. Thank you so much Thank for being with very us today. Much. You're Thank wonderful. You. <laughs> and we'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster.
Welcome back to Transition Radio. We are having an amazing show today, talking about a new you in the new year. And we have just been talking with Yvonne Larson, the Vitality Vixen, who shared so many good things with us. And at this time now, we have a call-in guest who would like to ask some questions. So please introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Dr. J.J. Sawyer. Uh-huh. Hi, Dr. I'm, J.J. I'm well, hello, how are you? We're, we're doing well. Here. Happy New Year. Well, thank you. I thank you. I've enjoyed listening up to this point. Yvonne was fabulous. <laughs> uh, Yvonne was and, fabulous. And her song, and so she's got to get that recorded so she can get that out. <laughs> yes, from your lips to God's ears, Dr. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> So how can we help you today? Well, you know, I'm I'm dealing with a a, a grief situation, and and uh, and so I wanted to call in, and and I know that uh, you know after listening for several times that you are a grief specialist or a therapist, mm-hmm. and so I um, had a situation happen to me, and I just thought I would reach out and ask this question and see what kind of guidance you can give me. Okay. Um, I, you know, uh, professionally, I'm a, a leadership coach, and I work with leaders, uh, business leaders, and principals and superintendents of schools, and I actually teach them about how to lead their people, mm-hmm. and I'm in a situation now that I need to lead myself. Uh-huh. I need to lead myself through a grief situation. Last Friday, my sister was found dead oh. in uh, Chicago in her apartment. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so sorry we, to hear it, that, Dr. JJ. Well, thank you. Thank you. The thing that's really difficult is we have been estranged for 27 years. So we, so my twin and I never really got to know her. And um, she kind of uh, distanced herself from us. And so then we find out she's died. And then we, we go to find her and she was uh, a hoarder. And, and uh, Larson just mentioned about how people are one way on the outside, and mm-hmm. but you really don't know what's going on in the inside. Wow. That's right. So Good this point. Is, so, so, because she was beautiful and very outgoing and a flight attendant and a pageant co- uh, judge and all those things. So uh, from the outside, it looked like her life was fabulous. But come to find out that she was in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. men- mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. But this is, my, this is my question. Because she'd been out of my life, for uh, 27 years and, and really hadn't been in my life since I was 11 years old. And I'm 66 right now. This is a stranger to me. And yes. so the company that she works for is going to give the memorial because she worked for them for 49 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be going to that memorial. Yes. And my problem is, what do I say? What mm. do I say? There are going to be people coming up to my brother and I. And they're going to be going, oh, we love your sister. She was this and she was that. And at the same time, I'm kind of mad because why didn't I get to see that? So what do I say? Wow, you bring up so many great points and and realities of dealing with a death like this. And first of all, I want to say that I am so sorry that you had to go through this. But when, when you lose someone from whom you are estranged, this actually can be a very complicated mourning situation. 
And you bring up one of the most important reasons because there's there are levels of anger that you feel, and yet nobody expects you to talk about that. Nobody, you know, it's just like Yvonne was saying, you know, we're one thing on the outside and something else on the inside. But obviously on the inside, you're wondering, how come this wonderful person wasn't sharing herself with us? How come I didn't get to see that part of her? And so I want you to find someone safe to be able to talk to about that part of the experience too. You know, we've just been talking about the importance of being authentic and this is part of what you're really feeling and who you really are, Dr. JJ. So that part needs to be expressed, not at the funeral, of course, but prior to that, if possible, so that you can be in a greater state of peace when you get there. Because others will be expecting you to be the beloved mourning sister. They probably don't know the history that has happened here. So <clears throat> when you're working or when you're trying to respond to them, I would suggest just being in the moment and, and responding in ways like, thank you, thank you, yes, it means so much to me that you're saying that. Um, remember, people don't know what to say. In the best of circumstances, they really don't know what to say. In fact, this is the subject of a new book that I'm working on, helping people say the right thing. And, and the most important thing to remember, because the truth is you're going to actually be dealing with some grievers yourself because those people that are there knew her well and loved her. So one of the most important things, and I think one of the things that might help you most, is to just listen. Ask them, what was your experience of her? Because you know what? You might actually get to learn more about her. And, and develop a little more of a bond with her if you can find out more about who she was. But obviously, she, you know, she had difficulty in her life. You said she was a hoarder. So there was a whole part of her that was not known, probably not even to her friends. So if you can just ask them, you know, what they're feeling, what what is their favorite memory of her, that kind of thing, and just thank them for the loving consciousness that they will be bringing in whatever they say to you. I think it's important for all grievers to remember, even though sometimes say, people say inane, hurtful, unconscious things, they're only doing it because they don't know what to say, or they're passing on something that was said to them. You know, none of us had grief 101 in school. We really don't know exactly the right things to say. But what I can tell you is the right things seem to be said when you're present, when you're conscious, and when you come from your heart. Does that help? Oh, yes, big time. Because um, I have a mm -hmm. phone call this evening with one of the ladies that Sandra uh, uh, acted as, as a parent to. Mm. And she's 30, and uh, my sister was 70. Mm. And so uh, she wants to talk to me. And so that's, you know, getting ready for that conversation. You know, like, that's why I'm asking you this today. Mm. The timing of this is perfect, you know, because I'm going to hear somebody that my sister treated like a little sister, and mm. she didn't do that for me. Mm. You know, I, I might have a... Um a uh, couple ideas too. I'm not sure if you have somebody like Paula suggested to talk immediately to. <clears throat> so sometimes if we don't have somebody to talk to immediately, we have to do the work ourselves. And part of that work is is letting go. 
And uh, of course, with grief, there's there's different stages, right? There's that first stage of shock, you know, and then there's a, a stage of kind of negotiating, right, right, one way or another, right? <laughs> I am not uh, a fan of the stages of grief. I okay. have to say, yeah. I, but there are dimensions. But, uh, there are point, different things different people dimensions. experience. There's a point yes. to this. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm not sure what stage you're in, but I think in any stage we can let go. We can start to think about what we can let go of, but we have to acknowledge what that is first, right? So if you're angry, we have to acknowledge your anger. If you're resentful, it's good to acknowledge that. If you have fears around, uh, you know, talking to people, it, it's good to that. Sometimes, for me, it's just a matter of journaling or writing it out, getting clear, making a little uh, mental inventory of that, mm-hmm. so that uh, there's a part of us when we can get it on paper, we can look at it and just say, well, you know, could I let it go at this point? And, and you know, there's a Sedona method that Paula and I are familiar with. Could you let it go? Would you let it go? And when? So you can ask those three questions, and a lot of times you can get some relief around that. I, and I think uh, it's also really important to, um, to just remember that whatever you're feeling is normal and okay. There's no one way to experience grief. There's no prescribed way to get over it. But, you know, I think if you're processing on your own, then, then yes, just try and be as honest with yourself as possible. And you may need to pound on some pillows. You may need to do the rant. That's a method that I often <laughs> have clients do because you have to get that energy out before you can move to forgiveness and acceptance. So if you got to do that, do that. But this call tonight might be a gift. You know, it might be a real gift because it'll give you the experience of being that much closer to moving toward forgiveness because your sister was hurting. Your sister was troubled. So try to see her in that light. And that might make it easier for you to open your heart to her and forgive. And it might make it easier for the whole experience to go well and for you to move into the new year with a new feeling and a new attitude and being able to handle this in a much better way. Does that help, Dr. JJ? Oh, oh yes. I mean, the timing of this call is just perfect. Oh, good. Well, we so I are, thank you both. You are so welcome. You're so very welcome. Thank you for your honesty. And we will be sending light and prayers and all kinds of good energy for you in this whole experience that you have ahead of you. Thank you for and I'm, sharing. I, and, and I'm wide open and I accept. Oh. I accept. <laughs> Thank you so much to two of you. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank Dr. you. JJ. Happy New Year, Dr. JJ. You too. Bye-bye. So that was an amazing show, Paula. Mm-hmm. That yep. was so fun to start Ooh. a new year, new year this way. A new year and a new you and, and a new me and a new show and a new way. Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you to Yvonne Larson and for Dr. JJ for sharing her situation with us. But Yvonne, the Vitality Vixen, you have really given us a whole new view of this new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Yvonne. All righty. So you can listen to us on uh, TransitionRadioShow.com. Or if you just Google us, Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show, please go uh, to our Facebook pages and uh, give us some likes and tell your friends and families about us. We uh, appreciate you being with us. And we were brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. And don't forget, if, you, if you're looking for us and have any problems, just ask Alexa. There you go. 